0: hello ladies and gentlemen this is your host brevin slope and you're listening to the mayor's podcast hello again to all our listeners out there who are tuning into episode two of the mayor's podcast this is your host brevin slope and i'm very excited about today's special guest and i know your listeners out there will really enjoy this episode I want to give a special welcome to Baylor Shireman for joining me on this podcast today. Thanks so much, man, for taking the time to to be a part of the podcast.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me, man.
0: So just to give our listeners a little information about Baylor, um, this upcoming year he's going to be a sophomore guard at South Dakota State University. This last season he appeared in all 32 games for the Jackrabbits and started in three games. He averaged six points, five rebounds, and two assists per game this past season. He dropped a career high in career-high 17 points against CSU Baker Field. Before he was a Jackrabbit at SCSU, he attended Aurora High School in Nebraska. He was one of the top athletes in the whole state his senior year. In his final basketball season at Aurora, he earned all state, all conference, and all area. He averaged 22 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists while leading the Huskies to a state tournament appearance. Baylor was also a stud on the football field playing quarterback for the Huskies, where he nearly threw for 4,000 yards with 59 touchdowns in 2018. Once again, man, just thank you so much for, for being on the show. I just want to get things roll off right away, um, just with your high school career. So obviously, um, you're very successful in basketball and football. Tell me, a little bit about, tell me a little bit about just the decision to decide to play basketball over football, because obviously, I know you had a lot of interest to play football as well. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so really, ever since I was younger, I always played basketball, and I really never started playing football until freshman year. And so I kind of had my mind up when I was in middle school that I really wanted to uh, play basketball. And so I ended up committing pretty early. And so by that time, I really hadn't like blown up, blown up in football. So it wasn't really till after I committed my senior year of football where I actually blew up. Absolutely. So
0: obviously you had a heck of a heck of a senior year in football. So did that make the decision harder? I mean, you said you wanted to play basketball from a young age, but then you started getting a lot of attention from football. So was that hard to decide or were you clearly set on basketball?
1: Yeah, it was definitely tough to decide. You know, I, I, I had a few people talking to me or just a few little talk, not, not too much big. But, yeah, it definitely made it a little harder wondering if I should do this or if I should do that, you know. So it definitely made it tougher.
0: Absolutely. So going on to this next point, now that you committed to South Dakota state, tell me, I know this was just a couple of years ago, but tell me a little bit about that process. Who were some of your other top schools you were looking at? And then ultimately, why did you choose going to South Dakota state?
1: Yeah. So I was looking, I was pretty uh, young when I committed. So I was, South Dakota state offered me, and I also had UNO was recruiting me pretty good. South Dakota was recruiting me. And then Drake was recruiting me when they had Ali Farouk Medesh there. He was, he was recruiting me, but uh I just chose South Dakota State because of, uh, you know, the tradition they have. You know, they were in the state tournament three out of the last four years. And, you know, they had some really nice facilities. And I really like the coaches and the players. And it really just – it felt right. It felt like a family atmosphere.
0: No, absolutely. I love that. I love that answer. Obviously, like you said, they just have a rich tradition of being really successful. Um, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your first year at South Dakota State. I mean, like, was it what you expected in terms of, like, basketball and, like, school and just life in general? What was, what was that first year like?
1: Yeah, it was definitely what I expected. Um, I knew it was going to be a long grinding season. I just didn't realize how tough it would be until I actually got there, and, and that was definitely the hardest part was just how long it was and being on the road all the time and having to balance schoolwork and basketball at the same time and trying to keep my grades up so I'm eligible.
0: Yep, absolutely. I, to- I totally understand that. You get that mm-hmm. that that experience at all all levels of basketball, but especially Division One. I. I mean, you you just got to be so precious with all the time you have, just balancing school, basketball, and everything else. No, totally understand that. Um, so, going into college basketball, what would you say some of the biggest learning curves you had to overcome from going from just a Class B school in Nebraska to to Division One basketball? I mean, the the top level you can get to. What's
1: the biggest mm-hmm.
0: learning curve that you had to experience?
1: Um, I think about just uh making the right play, I would say like not necessarily it's just like when you're playing class B high school basketball, you can get away with a lot of things, you know. What I mean, a lot of passes are open here that aren't open at the division one level. So I'd say like at the beginning of the year this year, I kind of struggle with that. I I'd have a few more turnovers than I would have liked to just because those passes were always open in high school and now you know we're at the division one level and people are stronger, faster, bigger. And so you have to be wise with the ball. I think that was probably my, my biggest adjustment. For sure, no doubt. And especially with that, with Division One level
0: basketball, the just the speed of the game, like you said, the athleticism and the speed is just so much different. So you hit it, I believe you hit it right on the point there. Yeah. Um. So give us a little bit of what a typical day would look like for you while you're at, South Dakota State, like in terms of like class, workouts, practice. Mm-hmm. Give our yep. give our listeners just a little bit of background on how busy you guys actually are.
1: Yeah, so we practice in the morning, so we'll have we'll get taped at six and have practice from seven to nine, and then after practice we'll lift from about nine thirty to ten thirty, and then we'll have class from eleven to probably two, and then after class you might go get something to eat and then you'll go back to the gym and either shoot or work out with a coach. And then you're finally done for the day. So you shower and you go back to wherever you're living, dorm, house, apartment, whatever. And you just chill, do homework, and then basically go to bed and do it all over again. And it it definitely differs depending on what part of the season you're at. Like if you're in the preseason, you're obviously doing a lot more than when you're in season, but, uh, yeah, that's what a typical, typical day looks like. Yeah, that's that's a
0: great answer. I mean, obviously you're you're so so busy and a lot of people take that for granted sometimes that the viewers out there watching college athletes, I mean, they don't really don't really understand all the time that you're actually putting in. So thank you just thank you for giving us insight on that. Uh, so was playing division one basketball always your goal? And when did you realize that you think That or thought that you were actually good enough to play Division I. Like, was it some point in high school, middle school, or Uh when did you think you could actually go play Division I basketball?
1: I think, yeah, so I wanted to play Division I basketball. I probably knew for sure I wanted to eighth grade year, I'd say. And then when I realized that I might have a chance to, it was my sophomore, summer, so going into my junior year, I I had a really great summer playing for OSA, and I had some coaches in contact me, and that's when I was really like, I can really do this. And it also helped that I ended up growing about eight inches too, so that definitely that definitely helped. <laughs> no, for sure. I got to tell our, lis- our listeners out there, I
0: remember, because we used to play against Baylor in high school, I remember watching you as a freshman. You were a short little freshman kid.
1: Yeah. And then the next
0: year or so, or two years later, you were just – a monster and I mean that obviously had to help a little bit but obviously yeah. obviously the work ethic had to do a lot of that too but it doesn't help to be 6-6 six, six either
1: yeah absolutely that always helps
0: <laughs> so tell you mentioned OSA tell tell me a little bit a little bit about that experience playing with OSA I mean that's obviously I believe that's the best organized basketball in the state of Nebraska what was mm-hmm. the, what was that experience like playing for them just the the different guys you were able to, to play with
1: yeah it was amazing like you said you know they're probably in my book the top organization in nebraska and so you know i'm playing with all the top players in nebraska from my class and you know it was just awesome one to be able to play basketball and then it was also awesome to be able to travel all across the united states to places that i probably never get to go if i wasn't playing basketball so that that, it was pretty special absolutely absolutely
0: so going kind of back to just the dedication it takes to be a division one basketball player um, just tell us a little bit more like how dedicated do you actually have to be in terms of, like court time like watching what you eat sacrificing social time I mean there, there's a lot of things that go into it talk, talk to us a little bit about that
1: yeah absolutely 100% like and you also have to sacrifice sleep too yep. but yeah like like you said I mean in high school we we had this thing called morning hawks and we'd wake up before school and work out before school and then We'd go to school, have practice, and then we'd end up being in the gym later. And like you said, you sacrifice so much. I mean, in the summer, even, you know, you're, if you're playing organized basketball in the summer, you really don't have much of a summer because you're gone all the, every single weekend playing and then you have practices during the week. So you definitely have to sacrifice a lot, but the benefits of all those sacrifices definitely add up. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, this ne-
0: next next thing I want to talk about, Just after this first year of playing college ball, what would you say your most memorable moment has been so far this last – your freshman year?
1: Most memorable moment. It would probably have to – it's either when I scored my career high 17, you know, I had four three-pointers in the second half and overtime to help us pull that one out. It had to be either that or, yeah, I'd probably say it's that. You know, that that was pretty special, but. I had, a, I had a few good games, so yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Yep, very cool. Um, uh, so going
0: back to your freshman year, when you were an incoming freshman, what were what was your mindset going in? Like, what kind of goals did you have for yourself individually? Like, did you want to be a starter? Do you want to play like all conference player? What What was your goal going in as a freshman?
1: Yeah, my goal <laughs> going in was to just just go in. I wanted I wanted to start, but over everything, I wanted to play at least play yeah. and get good valuable minutes, and I was able to get that. You know, I wanted to get whatever I was in. If I was a starter, I wanted to get you know freshman of the year. If I was a six man, I wanted to get six man of the year. Those were some of my goals, and and I, I I think I did pretty well. I mean, obviously, I didn't get any of those awards, but it no, is what it is no.
0: Obviously, you made a huge impact. I mean, I was following you for a lot of the year, and you were you made a big impact for 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 your team for sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so. Bouncing off of that, what would you say some of your goals are for these last few years at SCSU? I mean, for you individually and also team mm-hmm. goals.
1: Definitely team goals, you know, make it to the NCAA tournament. I mean, that's obviously – I think every kid's dream if they're growing up watching and playing basketball is to be able to play in the NCAA tournament and not only just play in the NCAA tournament but winning, win some games in the NCAA tournament. And then just for me personally, you know, I just want to continue to grow as a player and, and maybe get into that starting lineup, gain a bigger role – And, you know, just keep improving on my game like I have every single year since I've been a freshman, basically. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So obviously this whole pandemic with COVID-19 is going on and it's obviously affecting everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. But tell me a little bit about like what you've been doing during this time to like stay on top of your game. Have you been able to like get into a gym? Mm -hmm. And just and also with that, what advice would you give other athletes who are dealing with this pandemic?
1: Yes, sir. I've been I've been fortunate enough, you know, here in Aurora, we have a pretty good community. So I've been fortunate enough to get into a weight room and a gym. And so, you know, my my morning starts off with shooting on the gun. You know, I get five hundred, six hundred shots up on the gun and then I go to the weight room and lift. And then I come back to the gym later and work out with a coach and a buddy. But advice I would give to people that even if you don't have a place to work out, a gym or a weight room, there's still so much you can do because at the beginning of the p- pandemic, nothing was open. So I still had to do stuff. I mean, you can find hoops outside to shoot that. And even if it's windy, you can work on your ball handling. You can jump some rope, gain that foot speed, push ups, sit-ups. I mean, you can put 15 books into a backpack and use that as a weight if you really want to. So you, you really just have to get creative, especially during a time like this, where, like you said, it's, it's not just affecting one part of the country. It's everybody that's affected and you have to think about, what are you going to do to separate from what other people are doing during this time?
0: No doubt. No, I love that. I love how you said you just got to be get creative with it. I mean, like you said, if you really want to separate yourself from everybody else, this is a perfect time to take advantage of it. That's awesome. So tell yeah. me, tell me a little bit about, are you able to stay connected with your teammates pretty well, your coaches? How How is that all working out during this time?
1: Yeah. So obviously in, in the age of social media and texting and everything, I'm able to, to stay in touch with all my teammates pretty well. And, we do team zooms every week or every other week. So everyone's able to stay in touch. So that's what we do personally for SDSU. Very cool.
0: And that, that's what I feel like the majority of teams around the country are doing. So like yeah. you said, they, thank goodness for social media because it makes yeah. it a lot, a lot tougher without that. Um, so you kind of went into your training. So tell me a little bit about what you like specifically are working on in your game to improve the player. I mean, is it just what, what, what asset of the game do you really want to see um, growth for next season?
1: Uh, I'd say my assist to turnover ratio, it was still pretty good. It was about two to one, but I'm looking to, you know, bump that up to a three to one. And then I'm also working on my catch and shoot threes. Cause you know, in high school, you know, if you're, you're a top player in high school, you realize that you don't get a lot of just catch and shoot wide open threes. You know, you have to come off screens and you have to shoot off the dribble. I mean, I remember watching you, you're getting boxed in one every night in high school, you know what I mean? So the wide open shots that, you don't get in high school, you, you get in college. And so it was kind of adjustment as, as funny as that might seem. It's like Baylor, you're wide open. It's easier. Well, honestly, I feel like shooting a contested shot is e- more easier than a wide open shot. So I'd say those two things are something that I'm really trying to improve on. Yeah, I know for sure. Tell me a little bit about what it's like
0: playing at the highest level. I mean, you're, you're surrounded by great teammates, great opponents every night. It's not like a high school environment. We are going up against maybe one good player on another team. Tell me what it's like just to have that com- just competitiveness all the time, just in practice and games. What's that like?
1: Yeah. You know, it's great. It's, it's what you want if you're a competitor. And it also, it just brings out the best in you. Cause you know, in order for you to be your best, you have to be consistent and that just means bringing it every single day. Absolutely. No, I love, I love that answer. Um, so you're obviously
0: like we kind of touched on this a little bit but you're you're definitely a big guard. I mean you're 6-6 mm-hmm. and I've seen you. Yeah. I mean you put a lot of muscle on. Is there anyone that you really try to model your game after?
1: Um Magic Johnson, you know, obviously Magic Johnson and Pistol Pete. I I really like them and I watched a lot of film on them and obviously, you know, Magic Johnson and Pistol Pete, their court vision was just, you know, second to none and then then just also the flair they put on the way they're able to pass. You know it's just that's just two people that I really look after
0: absolutely I, I can totally see that I mean that's why I just love watching you play, especially in high school and then a couple of times in college I mean you can see that you you're kind of more of a pass first guy i mean i always mm-hmm. I've always really appreciated that about you you're always looking to um make that make that sweet pass to a teammate and rather have them score than you but that's that's really cool and that's true to me so that, that's awesome. I can definitely see that that comparison for sure, yeah, sure. um so come kind of Ending up here, I'm going to go on a little different little topic here, but I know you're pretty active with the Jackrabbit Fellowship of Christian Athletes organization. Yep. That, that's, really, that's really cool to me. I mean, obviously, my faith is a huge part of my life. And can you just tell me a little bit about how important your faith is to you? I mean, how do you try to live that out um, as a basketball mm-hmm. player and then just on off the court
1: as well? Yes, sir. Well, I think, obviously, like you said, faith is huge for you. Faith is huge for me too. And, you know, being a basketball player – it puts so, many, so much more eyes on you than it was if you're a regular student. I'm not knacking any regular students out there, but just yep. like, just the fact that everyone knows you're on the basketball team and if you slip up, you have so much more to lose. And, and putting it out there that you're a Christian, you have so much more eyes on you then because people are just wanting you to slip up. So they, you say, oh, you know, he's not actually living out what he says. So you got to walk the walk as as long as you talk the talk so i mean obviously faith is huge and i try to just not so much talk about it as much i just try to live it out and so people can say like "Hmm, you know he's doing something right no that's awesome man. i love that i love that just
0: just looking at your social media stuff
1: a little bit i mean just seeing
0: how active you work that that was just that was just really really awesome to see so just keep that up man that's awesome thank
1: you yes sir. um
0: so, kind of to finish up the whole thing, I always like to do some quick hitters with my, with my guests. So, <laughs> the, point, the, the point of this is I'm just going to give you a question. I just want you to answer it as fast as you can. And if, right. you wanna, if you want to elaborate on your answers, that's fine. But just try, first thing that comes ahead, just, just pop it out, okay? Nah,
1: it right, sounds good. All
0: right. So, for the first one, favorite opposing team arena to play in? Uh, Arizona. Do you have any game day superstitions?
1: I uh, get Subway.
0: Greatest player of all time? Michael Jordan. Really? I'm a big LeBron fan, so <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's <laughs> no, <I'm just> good. <laughs> Best player you've ever played against? High school, college, no matter what?
1: Uh, Nico Mannion. Favorite player to play with? Actually, I take that back, Jalen Green. Okay. Okay. Both of, them are, both of them are very solid. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I like <laughs> yeah. both those answers. Yeah.
0: Best player you've you've played with? Oh jeez. Uh I'll say Sharif Mitchell. Best thing about Brookie in South Dakota. Um
1: uh, Culvers.
0: Best thing about Aurora, Nebraska. Penner Athletic Courts. That is a beautiful beautiful
1: facility.
0: Yeah, you guys are very lucky having that. Yeah, exactly. And then last one, if you could meet
1: any celebrity, who would it be and why? Any celebrity. Uh I'd probably say Tim Tebow, honestly. Just I grew up watching him football, I was a big football fan, and you know, just watching the way he carried himself along with just being a great athlete that he was was uh pretty inspiring. No, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much. No, Thank you for taking the time again, man. I
0: really appreciate it. I know, I know our, all our listeners out here are really going to appreciate it, just the, the insight that you brought from all kinds of areas. But I just want to say thank you so much again for, for being on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun.
0: Once again, thank you so much to all our listeners out there who just got done listening to the second episode of the Mayor's podcast. Shout-out to Baylor Shireman for being a part of this week's podcast. I really enjoyed sitting down and having a conversation with him, and I hope you guys did as well. I'm really excited about next week's special guest and can't wait to share that with you guys. Until then, take care.